Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Each state has its own landscape, culture, and flavor, and each one even has its own nickname. Some of the meanings of those are pretty straightforward, but others require an explanation. So join us at the table to discuss Southern State nicknames. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Magnolias podcast. We are going to talk about nicknames today. And I know this is kind of a fun fun thing to dive into. Well, I love nicknames. I was mostly just LB growing up as a personal nickname. Little bit sometimes is what I was called. For pound cake for the LB, like oh, a pound. Yeah. You've got that LB. sometimes. Pound yes. cake. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, LBS was my maiden initials, pounds. That wasn't very fun. But there are nicknames for every state. I know. So we thought it would be fun. Some I knew, some I didn't. To, I didn't either. And some are very straightforward and some are head scratchers. Yeah. And still might be head scratchers even after we talk about where they came from. But some people know even just the South in general as the nickname Dixie. Oh, true. Lots yes. of songs about Dixie. That's lots of very true. stories and references My and things. Dixie land delight. There you go. <laughs> so according to the most common explanation of the name, $10 notes issued before 1860 by the Citizens Bank of New Orleans and that were used largely by French-speaking residents were imprinted with D-I-X, which was French for 10 Okay. T-E-N. And on the reverse side, um, hence the land of Dixie's. That's kind of where Dixie's, D-I-X. Never knew this. Came from, or Dixie land, which applied to Louisiana and then eventually the whole South. So that was, I think there's some other stories, but that was the one I saw the most. So I don't know if I've ever even looked that up. I I don't know that I have either. So. And you don't really hear it as much anymore. Right. I don't think as you used to. Right. I mean, we have a cat named Dixie. Yes. I've known a few animals with that name. But she was named for Dixie Carter. That's great. Really, actress on Designing Women who played Julia Sugarbaker. Yeah. So Dixie just was a more fitting name fit. than Julia. Yeah. So, all right. Also, when we do talk about these, we thought it might be fun to not only talk about the nickname for that state, where it came from, 
But if, if we came up with our own, what which if, we didn't for every state. Right. But. What would that state possibly be nicknamed if it were being nicknamed today? Okay. And I even kind of went with just my own. Oh, I for sure. I guess we all just have our own filter. No, but We didn't do like a full scale poll or consensus <laughs> on this. But yeah. This is going to be fun because we've told you all this before. We don't talk about what we're going to talk about live. Right. So this will be true. the first we've heard of each other. That's true. Okay. Florida. The Sunshine State. I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? Abundance of sunny weather. Yes. Subtropical and tropical climate. Yeah. Depending on what part of the state you're in. So what do you, did you nickname, re-nickname it? I did. What did you call it? Well, I don't want anybody to get offended by this, <laughs> but I called it the Yankee Getaway State. That's perfect. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Because that's more what I think of. Unless you're in the Panhandle, maybe that that's got some Southern vibes. The but Yankee Getaway, it's the Yankee Getaway stay. That kind of goes with mine oh. a little bit okay. of, of your explanation. I called it the Split Personality State. Oh, that's cute. Because some of it is very Southern in its traditions and cultures and some of it is so its own thing so its own so i just felt like it was and some of it's even almost more from the island from the caribbean yeah at the base yeah the tip all right right. well i think that's fair where do we go next up to georgia yeah let's just kind of work our way around okay georgia's the peach state yes um but it also has a couple of other nicknames because of its superior peaches that grow there which are superior so what are the other nicknames yes the others are the goober state which is a name for peanuts oh yeah Yeah, which they're even i think more crop they're that's a bigger crop i think than the peaches okay technically i mean in the amount that they grow um and then the empire state of the south oh but i think of that more as just atlanta yeah not really georgia right Anyway. Yeah, because there's... No. Yeah, I would... I didn't rename this one. I well, just now the Peach it. State is fitting in the sense of... I lived in Atlanta on one of the over 55 streets that had Peachtree in the name. <laughs> yes. I was on Peachtree Memorial. But um, yeah, over 55 streets in Atlanta have Peachtree. Peach or Peachtree? Peachtree. Wow. In the name. And there's probably even more with peach yeah. of some variation. Isn't that so wild? That's crazy. Yeah. So it's definitely an influence on their culture. But Well, I love the name Peach State, and I feel like it still resonates so strongly today with the production of peaches still running rampant. And yes. New businesses emerging like the peach truck that are really embracing oh, that sort of <laughs> true. history and background. Now, so. we see you, South Carolina, and we know that you produce actually even more peaches than georgia fair. we do see you that's fair but they are the peach state you are. are not you have your own name and we'll <laughs> get to we'll you get to you in a, just a moment when we round that bin all right alabama oh nicknamed the yellow hammer state never heard that before in my life never heard that for their state bird also has a few other nicknames though heart of dixie and the cotton state yes which I think Heart of Dixie's cute, just based on where it sits that and everything. Cute. Yeah, yeah. But now I heard something different about the Yellow Hammer. What? This is what I read: when a company of Alabama Confederate soldiers from Huntsville arrived at Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where 
Nathan Bedford Forrest troops were stationed, their brand new uniforms provided quite the contrast to the uniforms of soldiers who'd been on the battlefield for a long time. Oh, well, there you go. The new cavalry troops sported bright bits of yellow uh, cloth on their sleeves, collars, and coattails. And one of the men cried out, yellow hammer, yellow hammer. Wow, okay. So that greeting brought a roar of laughter from the men, and they became Alabama yeller hammers. <laughs> I love it. Is that true? I don't know. <gasps> that is funny. Well, but the bird does have that yellowy yellow. on the yeah. feathers. It's on not the... full yellow, but yeah, just kind yeah. of a kind of in the accent of yes. yellow. Well, I would rename Alabama as. Unfortunately, this is an unfortunate hard, I bet ours are hard pill to swallow. I would call them the SEC powerhouse state. Mine's close. It's to the same football domination state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is hard to say. <sighs> Sigh. All right, let's go over to just next door, Mississippi. All right. The Magnolia State. That's so fitting, actually, because we made a trip down and they were everywhere. Everywhere. Magnolias were everywhere. Yes. So in in honor of magnolia trees that grow all over the state. It's also known as the Hospitality State. Did you read that one? No, but that's us as well. And I thought, well, if you think about an old Miss tailgate. Sure. At yeah. the Grove. Yeah. That's hospitality. That's funny, too, because we, as our name of our podcast, metaphorically, is talking about a strong woman. The Magnolia seems feminine, and I naturally think that women tend to be a lot more bent towards hospitality. Not yeah. necessarily all, but yeah. just... yeah. So that's funny that I, I feel like those mm-hmm. even marry well together, the Magnolia and hospitality. Wow. There well, you fun. go, Mississippi. Well, I, you know, I, I think they do need a little bit more personalized name, although I really like those because I feel like Magnolias and hospitality could be any Southern state, not any Southern state, but a lot of Southern states. So I wanted to give them something even more unique. Okay. So I called them the Blues State. Okay. What did, did you rename I them did. at all? I did. So... Um, some of the best Southern literature has Ooh. come out of Mississippi. Good call. And I called it the Storyteller State. Oh my gosh, you win. Isn't scratch scratch the blues state. <laughs> Insert but, and Storyteller that even State. even kind of goes with blues singers. That's They're true. They're telling a story too. That's true. It, musically. Yes. So whether it's lyrical or literature... It's the storyteller state. Oh, I love that. Let's submit that to somebody that's in authority. <laughs> okay, Louisiana has a list of state names. They do. And they are so unique that, yeah, I can see why. The pelican state. Yes. I believe is the state bird. And that's because of the abundance of brown pelicans found along the coast of Louisiana. Yes. But they're also called the creole state, the yes. sugar state. And the Bayou State. Yes. So Creole being the African French language that's mostly found in South Louisiana. That's a fair statement, but that doesn't represent the whole state. True. So sugar, obviously a lot of cane production happening there. They, I saw that there are approximately 27,000 jobs related to cane production and the state produces 20% of the sugar grown in the United States. 
Wow. That's a small state. 20% of all the sugar in the U.S. coming from little Louisiana. I renamed them based on a lot of probably, I don't would you say maybe the last 20-ish years of storms that they've weathered? I called them the state of the resilient. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's that's what I would re re-nickname Louisiana. Well, yours is more about character, and that's so good. <laughs> Mine's gonna seem so dumb now. <laughs> but my name for Louisiana is the Culinary Glory State. I knew yours was gonna have to do with food. I like that a lot too. There is some culinary glory. It's happening. kind of a battle for me with South Carolina and Louisiana, but that is some culinary glory. It is, and I think Louisiana may win for me. So. Moving on around, we went to Mississippi, Louisiana. Let's go over to Texas. Texas. The Lone Star State. Do you have any other names for them, or are they just Lone I Star? I do. Okay. Um, the Beef State. Makes sense. The Blizzard State. I don't know about that one. I can't wait to talk and about that. the Jumbo State. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Blizzard more meaning... I. Th- well, I mean, it says blizzard. It should be tornado, I would think, right? That's the storms they get is more of tornado Sure. But anyhow, Texas's nickname pays tribute to the Lone Star Flag, which was adopted after Texas became independent from Mexico in 1836. Yes. So the Republic of Texas would have been what they would have been called. And, and the- sometimes I think they... Still want to well, be <laughs> I know. So the, the star is said to represent, again, that independence as a single republic, as opposed to the star-spangled banner flag of the United States. So I feel like that is a statement of, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we're still a republic of Texas. <laughs> well, my nickname for Texas kind of goes along with that theme. I called it the Our Way State. Oh, <laughs> that is so true because i yeah. feel like they're kind of like our way or the highway, highway so they're the our way state i called them the bigger than life state but okay i think yours actually embodies the sentiment a little bit stronger yeah yeah that thought that better. whole don't mess with texas thing <laughs> like we are our own thing and if you don't like it then yeah go elsewhere i don't know how long or how far back don't mess with texas goes back but i have a sticker in a scrapbook from the 80s but that's i don't know (laughs) how long before that it could have been 100 years old by that point i don't know i was surprised that arkansas our next state is called the natural state i don't think i've heard them i did not know that. that and i will say that in my research for this it's moving Higher and higher up the list of places I want to go you next. Go see? All right. The um, natural state is because of its landscape includes forest, forested hills, mountains, lakes, streams, farms, valleys, and fertile plains. That's a long list of and diverse landscapes. Yes. Yes. Um, they also have another nickname, the land of opportunity. Okay. Um, I had never heard that one either. Is that from Walmart being headquartered there? Oh, I don't hysterical. know. <laughs> Apparently, Representative David Sanders introduced a bill calling for Arkansas to change the nickname from the natural state to the land of opportunity, citing the need to position Arkansas as something other than a vacation destination. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but I don't think that went through. I okay. think that was his proposal, but it still sticks that it's the natural state okay um 
it's so there also is a, known for, sorry no that's okay it's all it's um known for the lakes the rivers the hot springs it has over 600,000 acres of lakes that's crazy it's amazing fisherman's dream <laughs> right um but i have a new nickname for it okay and it comes from this little thing i found out about arkansas it's the only active diamond mine in the country oh would have never um, known that either. So if you want diamonds and you want them from the USA, they're coming from Pike County, Arkansas. Whoa. So I am nicknaming it the Hidden Gem State. Perfect. Which I also kind of covers the cool beauty. Yes. It's a hidden gem. That you don't hear mentioned enough. I, I don't know. think. I know. Well, that's way better than mine. I just called them the Sweet State. <laughs> That's just a nod to their Razorbacks, but That's cute. I like that hidden gem. That's so sweet. Oh, an active diamond mine. Go hmm. Arkansas. All right, where to next? Tennessee. How about our oh, home state? Oh, yeah. The Volunteer State. So we I first, love our nickname. I do too. So much. We first became known as the Volunteer State during the War of 1812 because of our prominent role of sending 1,500 volunteer soldiers with General Andrew Jackson, a fellow Tennessean, leading the charge. Over 1,500 soldiers stepped up to the plate. This was especially true in the Battle of New Orleans, the final major battle of the war where American troops defeated the British with overwhelming help from those helpful Tennesseans. So good. The nickname actually even came back kind of again after the Mexican-American War. Yes. I only hear 1812 mentioned, but in 1846, when the Secretary of War asked the state for 2,800 soldiers, and we sent over 30,000. Is that not amazing? Come on. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah I do I love our nickname, and I feel like the like volunteer signifies kindness, compassion, and courage, courage yes. in others centered yes. view or look on the situation or on life. So I don't want to rename us. I, I didn't us give to, us another one. I like it. Okay, we're I want sticking us to always be others centered here and willing to help and lend a hand so well let's go up to kentucky okay which is known as the bluegrass state um this is nicknamed because of a species of grass found in many of its pastures it actually kind of has a bluish purplish kind of color that those pastures support the thoroughbred horse industry which is in the center of the state and um so that's where the bluegrass name came right. from. Right, yes. Not bluegrass in terms of music. music. Which yeah. I thought it was that. I did too. When I first heard it. Now, I did nickname this one, but it's not really my nickname. There's a slogan that um, is used sometimes. I know I've seen it on the car tags of Kentucky. Oh, okay. And it's in reference, it's, it's like kind of in reference to both horses and bourbon. Kentucky's unbridled spirit. Get it? Like the spirit of the horse or the bourbon being the unbridled yes. spirit. So I like that name and I called it the unbridled spirit stay. That's perfect because I didn't know a better way to say that as well as you did because I just called it the bluegrass and bourbon stay. But okay. that's, you, that's well said. Isn't so, that fine? But that's, unbridled spirit stay. That's it's funny like, that we both thought it needed an expansion to it include. It does. More than just, just the grass. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not just the equestrian bluegrass. I can't remember. Was it 90% of the... Or 95 of the world's bourbon. World's bourbon comes, comes out, out of, of there. Kentucky. So yeah. that's... Yeah. It needs a nod. Ah. Show does. Okay. So that was Kentucky. It's How about... I know this is questionable Maybe if it's... There's some that are just questionable if it's in the south. But West Virginia is yeah. the mountain state. Yes. And it got that name because it's the only state completely within the Appalachian Mountain tra- uh, region. Yes. And its average elevation is higher than any other state east of the Mississippi. That's crazy. Yeah. So I called it the North and South state. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> yes. it very much is to me. I think of coal mining a lot when I think of West Virginia, yes. but that's not all that they are. Mountain State's great. I like Mountain State. Yeah. And um, that's another one I'm wanting to visit, hopefully soon. Yeah. I already mentioned I wanted to go to the Greenbrier. So if anybody has the hookup to get me a room in there cheaper, that'd be really fun at Christmas. Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. Plug, plug, nod, nod, wink, <laughs> wink. Okay, so Virginia is known as the Old Dominion yes. or... Mother of Presidents. I saw that one as well. Yeah. And Mother of States. Oh, Mother of States as well. I okay. love Mother of Presidents. I but do I have too. my own personal reasons for that. But yes, Old Dominion, I think, is the more official one. Yeah. It derives from the fact that Virginia was the first and therefore the oldest of the overseas dominions of the kings and queens of England. Yes. So that's the old That's dominion. where that came from. It's also the um, home of William and Mary, which was one of the earliest colleges we have. Right. And yes. Nod to the royalty there. Right. So it gets the mention of Mother of Presidents because it is the birthplace of eight U.S. presidents. And four of the first five. Wow. Like, that's amazing. Wow. So that's a good. I kind of like that name. Good inclusion. And it's just right there. The hub of everything. It's, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's Williamsburg. It's um, right there near D.C. They have the Pentagon. Like that just seems like it's such the hub. It is. So much of importance. It's so historic. I felt and, and sort of elite that I felt that you don't touch this sort of historical state don't, name. Don't go giving it something That's like cutesy. renaming the Queen of England or something. <laughs> like, let's give her palace a new name. You know, like, I just felt like there's I just certain things I'm not supposed to mess with. So do you keep it Old Dominion or can we go with Mother of Presidents? I like Mother of Presidents. I do too. I think that's so, so fun. And it could continue to be that. Hey. Who knows? Hey. If there's other Virginians that are right now of going to be rising presidents. Who knows? It is fascinating when you think about the early formation of this country and how everything was over there. So it does kind of naturally blend that there would be a lot coming from there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I know. You, yeah. The it population feels... wasn't as spread out. So that's going to happen. Right. And Yeah. It feels skewed, but then when you start thinking about it, you're going... It's still pretty impressive. Yeah. Agree. And I've mentioned on here before, but I have a a friend who's a descendant of the President John Tyler, who lives here in Franklin. And her family history is so fascinating, because they were um, 
so many of them were in Virginia politics, mm-hmm. you know. And so, anyway, I just think all of that's Again, so cool. I can't rename a state that has those sorts of, like, lineages right. that just exist. So, yeah. Mother of presidents it is, according to Steel Magnolia's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Okay, let's see. What's next? Um, How about North Carolina? Okay. The Tar Heel State. That's a funny one, isn't it? When you it's think, so stop funny, and, think about and it. I've heard it so much with sports from North Carolina, but yet I had never looked it up. Me neither. I just always went with it. Never stopped to think about it. So North Carolina was a key supplier of naval uh, stores. The tar pitch and turpentine produced by... Their longleaf pine trees, which I do think of them as evergreens, yes. pine trees, all of that. Yes. Bountiful, which were bountiful in their area. Um, those That tar and everything was used to coat wooden ships to prevent leaking. And the relentless black substance would, you know, produce, well, you know what tar. It's sure. just, if you hear, see Sticky the roads tar. being yeah. tarred, it's just like makes me sick to my stomach. I don't know how they're able to work. No. No. Pouring that stuff. Anyway, the people doing that work were often called tar boilers. And um, because it's such a messy thing to work with, it would end up on the feet of the mm-hmm. workers. Mm-hmm. And so they called them tar heels. Yeah. It's also called the Old North State. Oh. That was another funny. nickname. I don't look I didn't look up the why of that, but I'm assuming it's because it's part of it was at one kind of borderlined. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, you did you nickname it? I mean, I thought it was actually a because I've been in more parts of North Carolina, it was more the natural state to me, like natural okay. beauty. Yes. As in the That's places totally fair. We were describing for Arkansas. It's got one border of the state where you've got Appalachian Mountains your other border is coastal so you've got even up to like the outer banks yeah so to me natural beauty from beaches to mountains I'd go with that that natural beauty stay mm-hmm. that's a good one yeah did you rename it I didn't but I was l- trying to come up with the right thing to say about forestry or like big yeah. trees yeah yeah because I think of their furniture industry I oh, think yeah. of yeah. just so often big Christmas trees will come from yes. North Carolina you hear yes. of like so I was trying to come up with something forestry related but that's still natural beauty it let's is. go with that okay there it is okay so my favorite state besides Tennessee would be next on the list, <laughs> South Carolina, the Palmetto State, and that refers to their state tree, commonly called the cabbage palmetto. It was added as the national flag of South Carolina after it seceded from the Union in 1861. So a palmetto remains on the present day state flag. I love that emblem. I know. The moon and the yes it's just a pretty pretty flag so i would say i see a lot of palm trees there i love the name the palmetto state i also see a lot of pineapples yeah in terms of even our artwork there their big fountain their fountain so you i don't know if you'd want to call it the pineapple state though that seems a little off that's all supposed to be from hospitality sure yes um maybe just stick with palmetto as the it's already on the state flag. 
<laughs> yeah, we're going like, to have to change so much I'm if, like, we, if change we have it. to change our flag and, and our Mississippi's already got hospitality, so they're going to have to true. duke it out. That's so true. Um, as far as that goes. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that concludes. It is a glorious state, though. Yes. That concludes the list of. We know that there are southern states. There were no questions. Then we have a few (laughs) stragglers that we. We don't know what to do with. We don't know what to do with these guys. So you go first because your first one I didn't even have in my list. Well, it is questionable, but (laughs) southern living includes Maryland. It's true. Okay. One of my good friends that um, lives in Annapolis has said we need to come stay with her and visit and find out, is Maryland truly in the South? Oh, so let's do it. Let's re- go there. Research trip. <laughs> in Annapolis, I mean, sailboats, come on. Yeah. It's time. Larbeth, let's go to okay. Maryland. Anyway, they're known as the Old Line State. Okay. Didn't, I've never heard that. So according to some historians, General George Washington bestowed the name Old Line State associating Maryland with its regular line troops who served courageously in many revolutionary war battles. Hmm. It's also called Free State. And this name refers to the Maryland Constitution, which took effect on November 1st, 1864 and abolished slavery in the state thereby making Maryland an officially free state. Mm-hmm. Much later, the name, the same nickname was used in a different context by the editor of the Baltimore Sun, Hamilton Owens, in reference to prohibition. In the oh. 1920s, Maryland refused to pass a state enforcement act to enforce, enforce prohibition. Interesting. So I kind of think that's a fun name, yes. free state. Because they... Who doesn't want to be free? Right? I mean, because people are going to hear that and not exactly know free in what context. Yeah, what is freedom? Yes. (laughs) But I do like that name. That's good. I didn't name them, rename them, but I was trying to come up with something based on... Their largest body of water in Maryland is the Chesapeake Bay, which is so beautiful. They have nearly 50 rivers, creeks, streams, lakes, ponds, and they're on the Atlantic Ocean. So I felt like it needed something like... The sailboat state yes. or the w- more coastal. I don't know. Something yeah. that has to do with the water. Yes. I don't know what. I didn't come yeah. up with one. But it's the maritime state. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I like, like that. that. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. But free state's cool too. I like it. How about Missouri? Show me state. Okay. They're in the SEC. Yeah. But are they in the <laughs> Right. But just of late. Just of late. So it's not exactly known where or how this nickname originated. The most popular story I read was regarding the nickname revolved around remarks made by the United States Congressman Willard Duncan Vandiver, who served as a member of the U.S. House Committee on Naval Affairs. Mr. Vandiver, a scholar, writer, and lecturer with a passing resemblance to Mark Twain, was speaking to Philadelphia's Five O'Clock Club. Questioning the accuracy of an earlier speaker's remarks, he concluded, I come come from a state that raises corn and cotton and cockleburs and Democrats, and frothy eloquence neither convinces nor satisfies me. I'm from Missouri. You have got to show me. Come on. Well, so okay, that's what I read. Well, what I read says it represents the character of character of Missourians not being gullible, unwilling mm-hmm. to believe without adequate evidence. Okay, it's 
same thing, but maybe he's where it started. Yeah, so I would love to know if that still is standing true today. I don't know a lot of people from Missouri, like born and raised, but if you are from Missouri, I would really like to know, is there sort of this in your blood sort of show me I was born in the dark but it wasn't last night exactly (laughs) is that the attitude of Missourians I did not rename them because I'm like I don't know how you trump the show me state (laughs) now they do have some other nicknames I don't have all of the explanations of them but they have also been called the I don't know is it lead state or lead state because I don't know the you don't know the backing backing the Ozark state makes sense yeah the mother of the west so if they're the mother of the West, are not. they in the South? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You, you can't be both. Um, the Iron Mountain State and Pennsylvania of the West. There's that West thing again. Okay. Not Southern. I feel like they've just shown me that they are in the West. Oh, and here's another one. They're also known as the Cave State because there are more than 7,300 recorded caves. But they're still second to Tennessee. So we're not called what? the Cave State. Did you know we had that I'm, many caves? No. There That's you go. amazing. I went spelunking once. And where? Somewhere in Tennessee. I don't know where oh. we were. My youth group all went spelunking. And it was really crazy. Wow. Like, I can't believe how scary it was at times. Well, I've been through Mammoth Cave, but that's up in Kentucky. Yes, that's that's mammoth. That's dark. (laughs) It's so mammoth. Wow. But I kind of, as an adult, have thought, like, what were those youth leaders thinking taking us spelunking in that cave? Because it was so scary. They probably didn't know because it was probably their first time, too. Speaking as a past youth leader, I know (laughs) sometimes you're all doing it for the first time. So, Oh, my goodness. How about Oklahoma? Is that... The last of the questions. Oklahoma, <laughs> where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. That doesn't. That feel sounds very western. Southern. That feels like tornadoes and dust bunny. Uh, what do they call those? Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. Yes. So they're the Sooner State. Sooner is the name first applied about six months after the land run of 1889 to people who entered the Oklahoma district, which was unassigned lands before the designated time. So they tried to go claim land before they were told they could. The term derived from a section in the Indian Appropriation Act of March 2nd, 1889, which became known as the Sooner Clause. It stated that no person should be permitted to enter upon and occupy the land before the time designated in the president's opening proclamation and that anyone who violated the provision would be denied a right to the land. Well, all right. I don't know why you'd want to be called the Sooners, though, if that kind of sounds like people that got their hands slapped, right? Yeah, and it brings up that whole... um, Whose land is it? Taking people's land thing, but um, yeah, I mean, that happened in every state right? in their defense, but not that that made it right. So Oklahoma, if you are the Sooner state and you are in the South, you need a new name. (laughs) Well, now they have a couple other names, but I'm not sure we're getting better. We may be getting worse. Oh, gosh. The Land of the Red Man. Not better. Um, Which brings me to watching Peter Pan recently and that there was a big, long warning of how horrible this cartoon is because of... They, I think they refer to them as the Red Man. Yeah. So if we're given long warnings on cartoons Don't about your it, state I'm that. thinking Land of the Red Man isn't going to fly. Sure. No. As the name. Boomer's Paradise? 
is another name. Okay. Boomers is the name used for the settlers that came. Okay. In what no. is now Oklahoma. Not Generation Boomer, as in Baby Boomer. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no long before. <laughs> um, but the name Oklahoma... Let's talk about that. Oklahoma, the name, is from two Choctaw Indian words meaning red people. Oh, I didn't know that. But that makes sense. If it's red people, I guess that's where Land of the Red Man came from, if that was the name. Now, just a couple of side note things that that I looked at. They have the National Cowboy Hall of Fame. Okay. In Oklahoma and the Will Rogers Memorial. Oh, wow. So because they have those things, I've got a new nickname, but it's never going to fly because it's not PC. (laughs) I called it the Land of Cowboys and Indians. That's perfect. Because is it not? I mean, we've got the, yeah, clearly the Choctaw people. Yes. Then you have so much of the cowboy culture that they have the National Cowboy Hall of Fame and the Will Rogers Memorial. So they're the land of the cowboys and Indians. I like that. That's well said. All right. Well, that's our list. Even the outliers, as we're we not sure them, if the ones we didn't know. We still tried to include all, make everybody feel welcome because there's plenty of room at the table. So, if you have a good nickname for your state, we'd love to hear it just for fun. We're just trying to have fun here. That's right. Bring some joy. It's all just to make you smile. Well, hopefully that gave y'all some laughs and giggles and just put a smile on your face. Entertainment for your week. So we'll meet you back here next time. Peace be with you. And also with y'all.